0: Good evening. Welcome to Northside Baptist Church. We are thankful that you're here to worship with us on our family Christmas night. Uh, and so, give it up for the NBC Orchestra one more time. That was good. I love, uh, I love that song. There are many versions of that song, including a rock version, which really gets uh, rocking and rolling. So. Um, well, thank you for being here. We got a lot of singing we're going to do. Uh, we got a couple of skits we're going to do. We're going to have a story time with our kids. Just have a lot of fun uh, worshiping uh, King Jesus. There is going to be some downtime in between as people got to get in place. And so just uh, bear with us. Let me read um, from Matthew chapter one, then I'll pray. And then we have a skit uh, that uh, some of our kids and Uh, And then one of our adults, Alex Roth, is going to do as well. All this took place, Matthew chapter 1, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in, as we talked about this morning, in the midst of the darkness, the light has come. Father, in the midst of the chaos, peace has come. In the midst of hopelessness, the hope of Jesus Christ has come. In a world of of so much anxiety and depression and just down, Lord, we have the joy that Christ brings. And tonight, Father, is supposed to be fun. Lord, as we just celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, as we prepare our hearts uh, for this Christmas season, Father, we pray for these, uh, these kids that have worked really hard to memorize these lines as they come out, as they get on stage, Lord, as they use their talents, not easy to do. So, Lord, help them to remember their lines. Uh, Lord, be glorified in that, we pray, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: going to be great. I cannot believe tonight is a performance.
2: What's up, Katie? Just excited about tonight. Hi, guys. Garrison, what are you doing? All of the other wise men are in their costume already. Tonight is the performance. About that. What? i just don't see the point what do you mean it's basically useless are you crazy hi everyone ready for the big night well most of us garrison why aren't you in costume i think it's a waste of time what are you talking about hey guys is anyone else nervous too We are just trying to figure that out. Garrison, why aren't you in costume? It's almost time. He doesn't see the point. He thinks it's useless. He says it's a waste of time. What? Are you crazy? Same question I ask. It's just just the greatest story ever told. It's the beginning of God's plan of redemption. Without the birth, there would be no death, no resurrection, no way to be forgiven. You are crazy.
3: All right, guys, time to do final checks on these mics.
2: Not according to Garrison. He says it's pointless, useless, waste of time. What? Are you crazy? Again, same question I asked. We are just trying to determine that.
3: This isn't supposed to be a celebration of the birth of Christ, anything but pointless.
2: I know that Jesus' birth wasn't useless or pointless. Oh, so just a waste of your time. No, not that either. Then why aren't you dressed? I just think we should be doing something else. It's a little late to audition for another part.
3: Yeah, even the shepherds already dressed in the back.
2: However, that had to be an awesome experience. Can you imagine? True to have been there just watching over the sheep.
3: And then have angels appear before you proclaiming, Unto you a child is born. The
2: heavenly host, seeing glory to God in the highest, must have been breathtaking. That would have been cool and terrifying and pretty incredible, but that's still not what I mean. No offense, but I don't think you'd be a very convincing Mary. Honestly, I don't
3: think I could have handled being Joseph very well.
2: Talk about pressure. Being the man responsible for raising and protecting the Son of God? And he totally had to trust and believe the angel when he told him to not be afraid. To take Mary as his wife, for the child within her was conceived of the Holy Spirit.
3: Yeah, he had to have so many things going through his mind. Was he dreaming the whole thing up? Was he hallucinating? If someone found out that he wasn't the father of the child, would he be cast out? Maybe even, probably even ridiculed.
2: Certainly the thought of how he... even be worthy to be in that position must have entered his mind. But that's still not what I mean. What I'm getting at- Stop. Don't tell me you don't want to be a wise man because they were in the nativity. Our parents argue every year about whether or not but the wise men in the nativity scene at home. Yeah, they might have not been there that night, but they sure played a vital role in God's birth and survival. And risking the necks at the same time. How do you mean? The king told them to send word back when they had found the child so that he could worship him also. But that's not what he intended. They knew that, but by not revealing it to the king, they disobeyed him and could have easily been put to death for disregarding the king's command. Whoa, I never thought of that. I just thought of how returning another way and not telling the king they saved baby Jesus from being put to death by the king.
3: When the king finally figured it out, he was furious, enough so that he made a decree for all baby boys under the age of two to be
2: put to death. Man, that is certainly... That is certainly amazing how God was able to help Joseph take Mary and Jesus to safety. Hmm. The wise men's gift were probably to finance the move. There is no such thing as a coincidence with God in his time. He has everything set into motion. All things will definitely work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Maybe he wants to be an innkeeper.
3: Imagine being the guy who denied the mother of Jesus a decent place to rest to give birth to the Son of God.
2: Not what I want to be known for. Maybe not, but if the innkeeper had found place for them inside, the shepherds would have never been able to enter. Being a shepherd was not a highly set up for position, and the innkeeper would have never allowed them inside. More evidence that God knows what he's doing. I totally agree.
3: Well then, what's the problem?
2: What could be pointless about the birth of our savior? Nothing! Allah's trying to say is that it's pointless for me to wear this turban. It doesn't match. It's useless for me to go and try to find another one. It would just be a waste of time to even try. Really? really? I have a question. What is it? Why do they have to be wise men? Oh, brother. Why No, it's supposed to be wise I think it's, it's a wise woman. So. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's totally wise, wise woman.
1: woman. Like, it's is a t- wise, wise man. man.
4: The problem
5: It was a night before Christmas. You can picture the scene, but not a whole lot of excitement. The gifts kind of lean. The stockings were hung, the tree decorated. My wife was there with me. Why wasn't I elated? The grandkids are healthy and one on the way. So why do I have this feeling of dismay? Sure, there are trials. There are days that are long. But somehow, somehow, I find myself strong. But other days, as in Ephesians, I'm tossed. And it seems, yes it seems, that all has been lost. The Bible, it tells us, our needs will be met, but never has it promised a fortune to get. It's the night before Christmas. You know what I mean. But now I no longer can picture that scene. This life has engulfed me, and troubles herein. But Lord, help me focus on where it begins. The angels were there, and the shepherds too, all worshiping and celebrating the gift that is you. Lord, you were born in a manger that night, and even in meekness, displaying your might. Your mother a virgin, your father Yahweh, Lord, you are certainly the truth and the way. If this is true and you're my savior to be, what Lord, what Lord could separate me? Not death, nor life, nor angels, nor strife. Not now or tomorrow. Not peril or sorrow. And if upon that cross he died for us all, then why not, why not answer that call? As I sit in the darkness... My thoughts, how they fly. Lord, will I be ready when you come split that sky. So I fall to my knees and there I pray. Lord, prepare me to meet you that day. Tears filled my eyes and glory my soul. I cried to the Lord, please take control. I felt the Lord's presence. I knew he was near and oh, how he loves me. It's so very clear a babe in a manger, a Christ on the tree. He suffered it all to reconcile me. The need for a savior is something we share. Christ the Lord will meet you right there. How it can happen, explain I cannot. I only know the answers I sought. The faith of a child is where it begins the first step in washing away all our sins. The Lord, he has saved me, of this I am sure. The blood he has shed is what makes me pure. At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of our king, and hope to the world is just what Jesus brings. It's hard to remember sometimes in this life when we find ourselves troubled and burdened with strife. But joy to the world is what Jesus brings. No matter what befalls me, to this I will cling. This I share from my heart as we continue to fight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night.
0: All right, we got a lot of kiddos here tonight, so we're actually gonna do our story up on the stage. So any kids that are here, if you want to come to the stage, gather around, gather around. Just sat here, just sit here. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody in front of me so I can see. Everybody in front of me so I can see. Keep them coming. Come on. All right, all right. We gotta keep hands to ourselves. Make sure we touch no instruments. Zay, are you coming to join us or are you staying back there? All right, anybody else coming? Any kids want to come? Anybody else? Now? Okay, here we go. All right, so I have some questions I want to ask before I read the story. All right, so I know a lot of people. Here we go. Raise your hand. Don't shout out the answer. How many books are there in the Bible? Sixty-six books, correct. How many books? Raise your hand. Are in the Old Testament? Do you know? Uh, Sixty-two. Close, sort of. Do you know? Anybody know how many are in the Old Testament? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. You didn't cheat, did you? No. Oh, no, no. I'm just kidding. My handwriting's too small. You can't see that. All right. Thirty-nine books in the Old Testament. So if you can do math, and you know how many total there are, how many books are there in the New Testament? 27. 27, correct. All right. What is the last book of the Old Testament? Does anybody know the last book of the Old Testament? Emily. Malachi Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. What is the first book of the New Testament? That's the first book of the Old Testament. Matthew, there we go. All right, so... Between Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and Matthew, the first book in the New Testament, there were about, does anybody know how many years they estimate in between? Anybody? Anybody in the audience know? About 400 years. And we call those 400 years of silence. Because God spoke through the prophet Malachi and then didn't speak again. Right until we get to the New Testament. So I'm actually going to read this story, chapter 52, in our book that we've been using, the biggest story, Bible, storybook, called The Great and Awesome Day of the Lord, out of Malachi chapter 3 and 4. So ever since sin entered our world, which is pretty close to the beginning of the whole Bible, God had promised his people a deliverer. We meet him first as the snake crusher. Then the child of Abraham, then the goat taken outside the camp, then the tabernacle of God's presence, then the wisdom from on high, then the shiny one in the fiery furnace. We meet him later as a prophet like Moses, a priest to take away our sins, and a king like David. He's the Messiah, the anointed one. He's the tabernacle of God come to dwell in our midst. He's our scapegoat and the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's our living Redeemer, the one who will lay a hand on both God and man. All throughout the first half of the biggest story, we see hints of his coming and predictions of his arrival. He will be born of a virgin, born in where? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Born in a time of trouble. He will be a conquering king, right? A conquering king and a suffering king servant, stricken, smitten, and afflicted, cursed for our transgressions and pierced for our iniquities. Here's the picture if you can't see it on the big screen behind me. All right, here we go. God's people didn't know exactly what to look for, but if they were paying attention to the prophets, they knew that the deliverer would be a ruler, a teacher, and a covenant keeper. He would be a branch from Jesse's tree and a rock of offense. He would be the stone does this sound familiar? Those of you who stay in church. He would be a stone that the builders reject. right We read that in first, Peter. The one they were waiting for was a wonderful counselor, a prince of peace, a light to the Gentiles, and the Lord our righteousness. He would be Son of God and Son of Man, sent from the Father and empowered by the Spirit, a cursed one who brings blessing. And a forsaken one who brings forgiveness. The the desire of the nations and the destroyer of the devil. They kept looking for him. How would you look for somebody? Did you do this? Everybody do this. They're looking, right? They're looking for the Messiah. Watching and waiting. Hoping to see what the scriptures had promised. The proclaimer of good news. And Israel's good shepherd. A savior sent for us. Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. But before the snake crusher would come, God promised a messenger to prepare the way. This is what Malachi tells us in the last chapters of the last book of the first half of the biggest story. The day is coming, says the Lord, when all the proud people will be cast down and all the humble people lifted up. It's going to be a dreadful day for the top dogs, but a beautiful day for the poor in spirit. Malachi said it would be a great and awesome day. And it was when the deliverer came, and it will be when he comes back. If you stand in awe of me, the Lord says, the Son of righteousness will warm your face, and you'll go running through the land like a little cow who just learned what to do with its legs. That was their hope for the snake crusher then. And hear me, it's our hope today. Don't stop watching the one we've been waiting for is right around the corner. And his name is Jesus. Amen. All right, let me pray. And when I'm done praying, don't get up. Just sit tight so I can give you some instructions, okay? All right, let me pray. We praise you, Heavenly Father, for sending your Son to make atonement for our sins and to make us your people now and forever. Father, thank you for each child, boy, and girl that is on this stage. Thank you. For the church family that's here tonight to support them, their family. Maybe they had some friends and family come to support them. Father, we pray for them. We pray that every single one of us in here knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The world can distract us from what really matters. Father, help us to refocus our eyes upon Jesus. Let me ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so this morning, if you stayed in church and you listened to me preach, does anybody remember like the main point, the main message that your mission, your calling, what are you to do? I'll be good. Be good. That's not a bad idea, but. All right, to worship God, what else? Make disciples. All right, to make disciples. And to make disciples, you have to go tell people about who? Jesus, Jesus right? So in just a minute, those of you in the praise makers choir, you're going to end our time tonight by singing. Anybody know the last song you're singing? Go tell it on the mountain, right? And so you're going to remind all of us tonight that our job is to go this Christmas season and tell people about Jesus, to tell it on the mountain. So before you get up, before you get up, when we're done, after you're done singing, I'll come back up, say a quick prayer. And then in the fellowship hall, we have cookies and I believe apple cider and... hopefully it's hot chocolate if it warmed up in time, I'm hoping. Um, And so you can come hang out with us. You're welcome to come grab some cookies, fellowship with us, Uh, enjoy that time. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see if you can follow directions. If you are not, keyword not, in the kids' choir, go sit back down with your mom and dad. So if you are not in the kids' choir, Go sit back down with your mom dad. If you are in the kids' choir, freeze. Don't move. You want to go hug Izzy? Go can hug Izzy. Lit, he lit up. He's like, yeah, I'm going to hug Izzy. All right. Is everybody who's not in the kids' choir. Are you in the kids' choir? I know you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing you. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do next. You're going to let me get up and get out of the way before I get trampled. All right. And then, oh, let go of my foot. Please, please. All right, quietly, you're now gonna go get in your place and sing, go tell it on the mountain. Just a quick second, really quick before I pray. Hey, thank you all for being here tonight. If you don't know who I am, I am Pastor Aaron. Uh, thank you for coming um, to support our kids, to support our adult choir. Uh, they all did an incredible job. Uh, listen, we do this because we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of, of our life and of the world. And we encourage you to stick around and eat and fellowship. But listen, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, like if you can't, without 100% certainty, say, I know that I have experienced the salvation that they just sang about in this song. If you cannot say that before you leave, just come see me. See Pastor Gary. Just say, hey, Pastor, I'm going into this Christmas season. Things are hard, and I don't know if I have that hope and joy and peace. That's why we do what we do. It's for the glory of God to make much of the name of Jesus Christ because he has saved us from uh, our sins. And we pray that you know that. Uh, this Christmas season. All right, if you'll stand, uh, let's be dismissed with the word of prayer. Oh. Father God, I am just humbled and thankful that you would save God's sinners like me. God, that you came into this world of darkness, this sin, this mess that we made because of our sin and our wickedness and our rebellion. We turned our backs to you. We rejected you and chose to worship ourselves and the creation rather than the creator and yet god you sent your son to redeem and rescue us and we're thankful for that but not only have you saved us god you then give us gifts and talents you give us a desire to serve you we have the privilege of serving you so whether it's curtis and the adult choir or wanda in just all of the helpers who help her with the kids choir and the kids who were singing and those that were doing the dramas, Lord, these are gifts and talents that you provide. We do all that we do for your glory and your honor. And I pray that as all of this was done tonight, you were glorified, but also spirit of the living God, that you were working in the hearts of maybe somebody, God, who is here and does not know you, bringing them to a place of repentance, a place where they trust in you as Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, bless our time of fellowship. Uh, Bless them as they travel. Give them an incredible um, just season of celebrating the birth of Christ uh, for your glory and your honor. And help us to leave here and to go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. Amen.